Welcome to this week's uh, version of the podcast. We are the Technical Marketer, where marketers become engineers. I'm Matt Landers. And I'm Will Johnston. And Will, uh, so we decided to go with a different format this time. We're going to uh, really let you guys into the secrets of what we're doing to grow this podcast, which I think is going to be really cool because... I mean, we started it from nothing. We had yeah. no likes, no users, no we, website. We no wrote nothing. some, well, I mean, we wrote some posts on our website to, right. you know, in case anybody goes there, they can see a history, but we didn't promote anything. We didn't do anything. We just had basically a dark site yeah, up we, until that we wanted, point. Basically, we wanted the website to have some content there so that as we started doing these podcasts and you go to the site, that it wouldn't be completely empty. Uh, but we didn't promote it or anything, so nobody was reading them yeah. but us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we probably had, you know, a few hundred visitors for the first, you know, we've had the website up for two months, three right. months maybe. We've been, you know, starting to rank uh, SEO-wise, but no yeah. real traffic to date. So what that's really cool for you guys is that we're going to be using all the things that we know about marketing to grow this podcast. Um, so let's get into what we did last week. Well, I guess first thing we're going to do, we're still going to do the, uh, you know, what's been happening over the last week or something that we learned. So let's start there. So, yeah, so actually, uh, I'm not saying we necessarily learned this last week, but part of the reason that we, uh, were on Facebook live last week is Facebook live and live streaming in general is really coming around now. There are multiple platforms, uh, using it just so happens that Facebook is how we're going to be doing most of the marketing for, uh, the technical marketing podcast, but there is right. also YouTube live streaming. There's Twitch. Uh, there are right. a bunch of different sites and, and Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. And uh, so we really know now. Like Facebook Live is getting a lot of engagement, uh, a lot of promotion from Facebook yeah. and yeah, from Facebook YouTube. is really you know giving preferential treatment to people who go live. So yeah. if you tag yourself uh, in a video or something, it lets everybody know that you're going live. Uh, mm -hmm. So anybody who likes this page now knows that we went live. So that's 500 people now because of what we mm -hmm. uh, were marking last week, which we'll get into. Uh, but also, if you just look at the most watched live video, which a lot of you have probably already seen uh, from last year, it got 166 million views. <laughs> yes. It was the uh, Chewbacca Mom video. And if you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. We watched it right before we did this. It's basically a mom with a <laughs> Chewbacca face laughing her ass off in her car. And it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I don't know why it's hilarious, but it caught on. Facebook notified all of her friends that it happened. They started liking it and sharing it. And then it just turned into 166 million views. And just to give you an idea of how many views that is, the Donald Trump inauguration only got 6.8 million unique visitors. So, the you know using Facebook that way, where you get that type of engagement, is you can get some really great traction. And I mean, it really shows that Facebook Live is serious business. I mean, people want to see serious videos like the Chewbacca Mom, <laughs> like our video. Yeah, I mean, um, you, and the thing about it is, like, for anybody who has a local business out there, you don't have a studio like this, and you know, designers that can throw these things together for you. Uh, you don't have to go live with, you know, the latest DSLR camera and, you know, the best sound equipment. You can literally yeah. take your iPhone, be in your local pizzeria or wherever you are, and tell people what you're doing over there. Give them some behind-the-scenes look on what you do at the mm -hmm. shop. You know, this is how we make our dough. This is why we're better than the other pizza places. So Now, to also see what kinds of... Uh, groups and events are going to be published live 
Uh, MLB Facebook will be streaming the Major League Baseball games live every Friday, and um, you know more of that is to come, and that's a really big turning point for live video, live streaming. Yeah, that's the reason that Facebook is promoting these videos so much is that you know they really want to make an impact on to the things uh, for live streaming like TV. You know. People don't have cable anymore, so now this is an interesting way for them to see how they can toy in that in that field. So, let's dig into what we did last week to really kick this thing off. We didn't spend a lot of money, but I think that we got some pretty good value out of what we did spend. So, we ran two different campaigns. The first campaign was a page light campaign. So, when we started this, we had no page lights. We didn't go yeah. on there and invite all of our friends and all that stuff. We really wanted to see what can we grow this page to just with our marketing efforts on um on this podcast so started a page light campaign and we defined our audience and i had four different and scenarios in there to really find the people that we thought would be interested in this uh, we chose some interests that they had um, around marketing digital marketing you know college grads that kind of thing uh, and we targeted them and we were able to get page lights for less than a dollar yeah is pretty good. And if you want to learn more about, uh, you know, creating a great audience, you can watch that video, that podcast that we did. And there are also some posts on our website, thetechnicalmarketer.com, where you can learn more about creating an audience and how to really decrease your cost per click. Right. And that campaign got us over 500 likes this week. So 500 more people like our page this week than they did last week. Uh, also, we knew that we were going to go live, and not that many people were going to see yeah. it. Like, my mom saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of our close friends saw it. So, so that's clearly really, it was that, a huge hit. Huge hit, you know. Really got hit up <laughs> by some big names in the marketing industry. Um, but with a little bit of money behind it, we did some post-engagement video view campaign, and we were able to get 30,000 views for, yeah. our, for our first ever podcast. Think about that for a second. For we spent less than a thousand dollars for the podcast. We had no likes, mm-hmm. no followers, no nothing. We had no traffic to the site, and for just a little bit of money, we already get thirty thousand, you know, unique people to watch some part of our video. Yeah, that's insane. Like, how can you do that in any <laughs> other traditional marketing way? You just can't. Yeah. For that price. Now, it's important to note that we are marketing primarily on Facebook because that's kind of where our audience is and the, right. the nature of this. You know, we have a podcast, it's very socially oriented, which Facebook is geared towards that. Uh, if you're a small business, you might benefit more from search ads, which, uh, you know, Google does search ads, AdWords, um, or display ads. But for us, primarily, Facebook is going to be our platform. Right. Yeah, so if you, and the way to kind of define that, and we'll probably dig into this into another podcast, but the way to decide, should I do Facebook versus uh, search AdWords, is, is this something that I can sell to somebody at any time, or is it something where there's an urgent need and people search for it before they buy it? So I've got a, you know, mouse that just ran across the floor. I'm probably going to search and say, I need an exterminator, like right now. Yeah, or I'm an insurance company, you know, you yeah, are just, searching for insurance or things of that nature. Right. But if you're a restaurant or something, I mean, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good to uh, go for the search. Uh, traffic is going to be pretty expensive compared to what you can do on Facebook, where you can pretty easily, in a little bit of uh, engagement on Facebook, convince somebody they should come to your restaurant tonight if you can make it something yeah. they just think about at that time. 
Uh, so we got those 30,000 views, 500 page likes. So this week we're thinking, what are we going to do <laughs> to continue on the track that we're on? Yeah, we really want to hone our audience in and get more viewers and get repeat viewers. Well, that's the main thing. We really want repeat viewers. We need those people that really like watching the podcast that are going to continue to watch it and continue to tell people about it. So we don't want them to forget that they watched it and they liked it. So what we're going to do is we're going to be remarketing to them. So what are some of the ways we can remarket? Well, we mentioned remarketing briefly in our last podcast. And basically what that is is you can send ads to people who have viewed content that you've created in the past. Uh, And there are plenty of ways to set that up. But uh, one way that we'll be doing it this time is engagement on our previous posts. Right. So people who like our page, right? So we're going to remarket to them. And we're also going to remarket p- people who watch the video and then people who visited our website. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get back in front of people that have been engaging with you. And, and as we go forward, we're, we can target people who have not only visited our website, but read specific blog posts related to the content we're talking about. Right. So we can get in front of them with the right message. Yeah. So if we would want to you know, put this podcast in front of people who read our remarketing blog posts. Right. And we will definitely be doing that. And we'll be... Everything we're going to talk about from here on about what we're going to do to remarketing and how it works is what we're going to be doing this week. And then we'll report back to you next week on exactly how that worked out for us. And I can almost guarantee that it won't always be that great. Yeah. It's, (laughs) you know, we're going to try and fail and try again. That's what technical marketing is. Yeah. Rinse, repeat. So, uh, well, we have all of the things set up on our website. You pretty much set everything up. So why don't you run through what it takes to just get started with remarketing? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing Facebook Live videos or you're posting videos on Facebook, it's relatively easy to set up a remarketing audience with that. Facebook makes it pretty simple. But if you have a website and you're trying to remarket to people who have visited pages or filled out forms or... Uh, however you're going to remarket to them based on your website, it can get a little tricky. It gets technical, and you might start by, you know, Facebook gives you some code. It'll give you a little snippet of code that you can insert into your website, and you can start with that. Well, then you get into, well, I have Google Analytics, and I have AdWords, and I have, uh, we use Drip for email campaigns, and you might use uh, Hotjar to track what people are doing on your website. Now you've got four or five different tools. You're trying to cram all <clears throat> these tags into your headers. You Maybe you have a developer who's developed your website, and you have to constantly yeah. berate them to yeah. get the tag in there and make sure it's implemented properly and everything. So Google has solved this problem for you. Uh, There's a tool called Google Tag Manager, and it's a one-stop shop. You put one tag in your header, and then you can go to Google Tag Manager's web portal, and you can add different tools. And so for us, what we're using on our website right now is Drip, uh, Google AdWords, Google Analytics, Facebook, uh, I don't know if we're using Hotjar, but we use Hotjar on other sites that we're using. Um, but there are, you know, plenty of tools, yeah, and I'm sure you're already using some. Hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah. 
And just so if you don't know what Drip is, Drip is an email campaign tool. So it's very simple. Yeah, it's really simple, but it allows us to let people sign up for our newsletter, which you should totally go do right now. <laughs> but if you go to the site, you'll see it in the bottom left. There's a little uh, thing that'll pop up as you scroll or if you click on it. And it just has your name and email. You put it in. It goes into our Drip campaign where you'll be notified whenever we uh, write new blogs or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you set up Google Tag Manager. It's really quite simple. Uh, you say, I want to add a new tag. And then it has various different tag types. Now, some things are a well, little confusing. Well, let's say, some are so easy. when you say set up Google Tag Manager, okay. what do you mean? So the basics, when you go to Google Tag Manager, you create an account. You say, this is my website. It gives you a snippet of code that you're going to put on your website. So it's just like the, mar the remarketing code. Yeah, exactly like the remarketing code or any other code that you've been given to put on your website. Right. Uh, and then once you have that there, it gives you a menu and it says, okay, how many, what kind of tags do you want to add? And there are actually a bunch of built-in tags. So for things like Hotjar and Google Analytics, all you say is, here, I, I want to add Google Analytics. It asks for your ID, which is pasted all over the page if you go to Google Analytics. Right. So uh, that's, it's pretty simple. So basically what this does is it allows me to not have to go to the developer and tell them to put my pixel back yeah. on my page every time. I can just go to Google Tag Manager, paste in the code from any tool that I found, mm -hmm. and it'll do it all for me without editing my website. Exactly. And you as a marketer who might not have that high you know, technical knowledge can do this relatively simple, and you can check to make sure it works and everything. It's really, really beneficial. Yeah, that's really Honestly, awesome. everybody should use it. I mean, it's even website. beneficial for people who can code. Like, we can code <laughs> yeah. and... It's just I easy. still don't want to go edit the website and redeploy and all that every time. If I can just go out to Google Tag Manager, yeah, and it's add just it. so. it's just easy to do it. Yeah, uh, there is one caveat. So Facebook and actually Drip do not have a built-in tag for Google, so it's not as easy as Google Analytics or Hotjar or things like that. But it's not difficult either, so you can just add a custom HTML tag mm -hmm. and just paste in what Facebook gives you. Yeah, that, that is weird. Right? Yeah, the, it is a little weird. The Facebook one, the most popular, you know, remarketing tool out there isn't part of Tag Manager. I really don't yeah. know what that's all about. It's it's very bizarre. It's like Google and Facebook are have a rift or something. Yeah, or I mean, maybe <laughs> they're, they're competitors. competitors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have Hotjar, but we don't have Facebook. But so with Facebook, you actually have, so with your Facebook pixel, you have a, uh, you can track page views, you can track conversions. So in Google Tag Manager, you can say, okay, I want to use this conversion pixel on all page views. And then in your conversion pixel, you could say, I want to use this tag on specific pages. And you right. can determine those pages in Google Tag Manager. Yes. Yeah, so when we talk about remarking, there's all different ways that we're tracking people while they're on our site. So one of them is if you just visit a page on our site, it tracks a page view. And that's mm -hmm. pretty consistent across all the different tools that let you do this, whether it's Facebook, Google, Pinterest, you know, all of them have a page view tag. Yeah. So that then you can re. Basically, all that that does is allow you to get an ad back in front of someone that has seen a specific page on your website. Yeah, that's how we could remarket this particular video to people who have read our remarketing blog posts. Right. 
And then it gets a little bit more complicated. So then we have like custom events that can happen at specific times of what they do on our website. So one of the most common ones would be if you filled out a contact form. Mm -hmm. And Facebook's version of that is called a lead. So yeah. what you have to do is there has to be some code there that anytime somebody fills out the contact form and they hit submit, that it sends that conversion pixel to Facebook and says, hey, a lead was just created. And then we can exclude people from remarketing that have already filled out our contact form. So if our, if our purpose of the remarketing is to get people to fill out the contact form, we don't want to send remarketing and spend money to people who have already done that before. Yeah, right. And when we say pixel, you might be wondering, I mean, why what is this term pixel? I thought that, you know, my my television has pixels and an image has pixels and you are right. A pixel actually comes from what is put on your website, which is a, a tiny image that's only one pixel. So that's where that terminology comes from. Yeah, and Google or uh, Facebook is the only one that actually calls it a pixel. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is a little more straightforward with it. They just call it <laughs> remarketing. Uh, yeah. But the way the technical way that it actually works is that you get that script from Facebook and that script actually puts this pixel or this image, it's just a one pixel image on there. Mm -hmm. And through this, you know, complicated, we won't get into everything, but there's a query, It essentially sends a, a beacon screen. out to Facebook <laughs> yeah. and Facebook knows that you've seen that page. Right. And it does it through an image call because there's security things in the browser that'll prevent, you know, this script from doing certain things, but they can get around it by just throwing images on your site with query strings. Yeah. Um, so now there's all these custom events. Can we do the custom events in Google Tag Manager? Yeah, we can do all kinds of custom events. We can do form submissions. We can do uh, clicking on specific elements. Mm -hmm. We can do uh, time spent on a page. We can do goals, uh, really whatever you want. Yeah, so and that's with doing no coding. I think, no right? code, no yeah. code. You're just going through a form and selecting what you want. Yeah, I think that's really important. I mean, when we found this, we were, we were pretty uh, impressed with it uh, <laughs> yeah. a while back. But uh, if you're not using Google Tag Manager, I'd highly recommend it. It's a really easy way to manage all the different remarketing tools you have on there, all different scripts that you have from all these tools that you're using. And then if you need to remove them too, you can just take, yeah. them, out. Just take them out. One thing to note there, you don't want to do anything for uh, SEO related using like Google Tag Manager because all of every all the tags for Google Tag Manager are applied after your page loads and that would also mean it's after all of these search engines have hit your site and loaded the page. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up SEO <laughs> because the name of this podcast is Remarketing Go Pefe. Yes. <laughs> And, I mean, this is a shameless hack that we're trying to do to get into, you know, this craze that happened. And uh, that's all I'm really going to say about it. Maybe we'll say Kofefe a few times so it makes it into this transcript. I don't know. I had a Kofefe this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, it was delicious. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's how we've set up our site for remarketing. And those are the types of tools that we're using. And we're going to continue to add tools, and we'll tell you about them as we use them. We may even create some. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Could be something in the works. We'll see. Um, so we kind of like really hit on Tag Manager and AdWord or mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, but tell us a little bit about how remarketing can work with Google and AdWords. Yeah, so 
when you're talking about AdWords, you can do there are really two things. There's search marketing and display ads. So right. Google has a display network very similar to Facebook's audience network. Yeah, so just a little clarification there. So, I mean, I like to just reemphasize this every time that this comes up, but Facebook doesn't only show ads on Facebook. Yeah. Google doesn't only show ads when you search for something. Yeah, they have partners, a huge partner network. Actually, Google has the largest partner network. Uh, just sites. Network. Yeah, the display network. Right. Uh, sites that will show Google's ads that people are trying to run on Google will also be shown on these networks. And actually, the display network is interesting because when you go to Google, you don't see any real display ads. You see mostly search ads. Right. They don't actually use them themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook but they uses show up on them. other sites yes. where people were trying to get ad revenue. So Google will pay people for putting uh, ads on their site. Mm -hmm. And when people click them from their site or see them from their site, that website will get money and that's how this whole you know partner network works with google. yeah but the ads you see when you go to google are called search ads which is obvious because you search a term in google and you see ads based on that term yeah so how does that work with remarketing yeah well you might say you kind of have to think like your customer so if i am going to uh, shop for a product on an e-commerce site. Well, then I might go back to Google and look at competitors or look at reviews or something like that. So if I uh, was selling watches and somebody comes to my site and they are looking at a specific type of watch, I could pixel them. We might call it a pixel, but I could remarket to them on Google when they go and say, uh, competitors to this watch or reviews of this watch then you pop up in the first you know two or three spots right and they just get more you know <clears throat> familiar with your company so I guess the key to that the difference between a normal search ad where you're targeting your competitors to that term is that the ad is only going to show up if they've been to your site before yeah right? it's remarketing to people and we call that like cold traffic and warm traffic. So mm -hmm. you have cold traffic is someone who's never been to your site. They don't know who you are, anything about you. So you can also call that the top traffic. of the funnel. Yeah, the top of the funnel in the normal marketing terms. And then, uh, you know, somebody who has been to your site, that's warm traffic, hot traffic, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Middle of the funnel. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the kind of people you're targeting with remarketing. Your yeah. remarketing isn't cold traffic. This isn't top of the funnel traffic. These are people who have engaged with you before. Yeah. So everyone that's going to see our ads this week are going to be all middle of the funnel traffic because we want to get them to come back. Now, we'll probably do a little bit of cold traffic, too, to keep filling that in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and really, I, what we want to do is we want to grow our audience of repeat viewers and since our audience is relatively small right now, we're probably going to still do some cold traffic. And we may do a little bit of cold traffic indefinitely. Uh, but eventually, we will leave the cold traffic up to more organic traffic right. once we get a large subscriber list. Right. I mean, everyone's searching for Cofepe, so I totally expect <laughs> that adding this to our title of the podcast is really going to gain a lot of traction. And I mean, the idea is that... Organic traffic is the ideal. You didn't. It's like the utopia. Yeah, 
you didn't pay for these people. All you did was you went into your car and put on a Chewbacca mask. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have 166 million people to remarket to. Right. And this is very attainable in a very systematic way, but it takes time. Yeah. So in order to gain the traction and everything, it really helps to spend a little bit of money. So we're not spending a ton of money. We're never going to spend more than $1,000 on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So every time we come back to you with new results, it's going to be something that we did with less than $1,000 using the tactics that we're talking about. Um, but it's really important to have both of these types of campaigns running at any one time because if you only ran remarketing campaigns ever, like what's the likelihood that you gained new traction? Yeah, if your remarketing list is 30 people, you're not going to be hitting a <laughs> yeah. ton of new people if you're only marketing to that list. Yeah, you won't even be like Facebook or Google won't even let you spend the money you want to spend because your list yeah. is so small. So you need to have a balance between bringing in new people that don't know about you and retargeting the people who do know about you. Now, what Facebook does allow you to do, which I'm not really sure exactly how it works on Facebook, and we haven't had a ton of success, but we'll probably continue to test it and we'll let you know our results. Facebook lets you uh, target a lookalike audience, which would look like your retargeting audience. Yeah. I think the experience that I've had with that uh, in particular is that the audience ends up being massive mm -hmm. because it's very vague on what the lookalike means. It's like, oh, we both like hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it becomes huge. And yes, it can be very powerful for bigger brands, but I think for local companies, it's going to be difficult to make as much sense mm -hmm. of it. So. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this week what we're going to be doing, if you watched this podcast or any podcast before, you're going to start seeing a lot of our ads and you're going to be uh, directed to some of the blog posts that we have. And It's going to get annoying, <laughs> potentially. We have other companies where we do this and people complain all the time that I'm never out of their feed. <laughs> he actually <laughs> somehow managed to remarket to people in a gas station with a magazine. <laughs> Look, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> the other ones, if I'm in your news feed, it's I'm like you see you see his face everywhere online, and then you're just out, and you're like, okay, I finally escaped this. I haven't looked at my phone <laughs> in days, and then you turn around after you pay for gas, and you're like, oh my god, what the hell? His face <laughs> is there. It's everywhere. Look, that's not my fault, but online is definitely my fault. I mean, you got to get out there. You got to remarket to people. You got to talk to people. I almost pissed on your face at a Bennigan's. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll cofefe ourselves out of here. <laughs> Read our transcript. It's going to make a lot of nonsense. Yep. But we'll get into SEO uh, in a few weeks and uh, talk about why we named our podcast this and how it can like, help you in the future of being on top of news events, especially in uh, local search. And um, hopefully you enjoyed this, and we will be back next week with the results of our remarketing campaigns that we have never done before for <laughs> the technical marketer because we had no one to remarket to. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining us. Take care. Uh, Houston, we are prepared for marketing.